Hey, what's up, beautiful Bellcast listeners? Welcome to another episode. I'm Gio. And I'm Bart. Hi. Hi. You know, uh, <laughs> so these days we've been doing a lot of research of moving out of oh, California. Oh, shit. You want to talk about that? Yeah. And I, cause, cause I just realized like, you know, when, when you Some are from- content. When you, when you are from a state like California, and I'm sure there's other states that have like state pride, and there's other states where people are like, my state sucks. Cause I've met people like that too. In California, it's literally the state that I think everyone wants to go to, right? Like that's what I hear even in boot camp when I'm in in a group of people from like Texas, from Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, everyone. They're like, oh, because boot camp was like a hub for like everyone that's in different parts of the country. Yeah, everyone that is west of the Mississippi. If they need to go to boot camp, they go to uh, MCRD, which is in San Diego. And if you go to, um, if you're from the East Coast and you go to Paris Island. So there's two places that hold boot camp. And a lot of people that um, join the military, they want to see California or people that, you know, like Hollywood. You're never going to see anyone shoot a movie, right? But people come to Hollywood to see We see it all the time out here. What are you talking about? Well, for us, because we're locals. But I'm talking about the people that are like, let's say I'm from um, I'm from Pennsylvania and I want to go to L.A. and I want to see a movie star shoot a movie. When you drive through Hollywood, they don't really shoot movies in Hollywood. They shoot it in Burbank. Yeah, well, yeah, they shoot it in Studio in City. So that's what I mean. Like Hollywood, that's the old Hollywood. So people that are trying to get like the, the like that type of like old Hollywood vibes. They're, they're visiting a place that doesn't really exist anymore. The actual studios, like like in, in Burbank and Studio City. Um, that, that's, I, hope, I hope they find out that there's a Studio City and then they go there. Yeah. But that's like the corporate buildings. that You're not, you're not going to yeah, find yeah. actual movie shoot, yeah. shooting there. Um, but from the locals, we know that other people, they they just think it as like this big thing. So for And pe- for the locals, we fucking hate it because that's when they post fucking signs. You can't park here for the next month because we're going to be shooting some shit. And you're like, fuck, man, this fuck. fuck. Yeah. Yeah. So for for so I think that I find it crazy these days when we think about moving out of what a lot of people feel as the best state with the best weather. They're not wrong. Yeah. And, and, I, and you know, when I think about it, I'm like. As a kid, I always repped LA. LA's the best. California's the best. I would never go anywhere else. And here we are thinking about moving out. And I'm like, man, this is adult. You know, like when you start thinking about things that are more than just pride. Because you know, like when you're when you're a kid, you're like, this, this and this high school. Well, pride's the most valuable thing you own. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this and this high school. And you're like, what's so dope about that high school? I don't know. Just is. Cause I go there, motherfucker. Yeah. That's it. Well, well, how's your administration, huh? Yeah. How's your like curriculum? Is that good? Yeah, what's You're the like, retirement plan for the teachers there, huh? It's like, I don't fucking know. Fuck you. You, I, you talk stupid. I fucking broke my set in the bathroom, bitch. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah, so like. So dumb. Yeah, so as you get older, like you kind of don't really care about that pride anymore, you know? And you just kind of just want to have a good life with your family. And I think that's when we started like looking at the taxes and how taxes break down and how in some other states, like, you know, just the cost of commercial real estate is cheaper, housing's cheaper. Well, I think it's just different for us too because we fall under different tax brackets because we're business owners. So so that has heavily influenced 
just where our future is going to take us. Because I think if I was just working, you know, for someone, for a company, I think I would still stay here. Uh, maybe now that I'm the more I look into it, I don't know if that's the case. Like we have friends that work for the government, right? And they're just straight up like 40, 50 percent off the top is gone. You know what I mean? And if you worked in another state that didn't have personal income tax, your exact job, you would immediately earn 15 percent more if you got paid the same. But also you have to, you know, account for that where. Some states don't pay it. Like if you're a doctor in Wisconsin, you're not going to get paid as much as a doctor in L.A. or New York. So you have to account for that. But there's like uh, the income tax part of it. And then um, some jobs and occupations are just valued higher in other states, too. Yeah. You know? And I think also that might come with just knowledge. Right. Some people might just be comfortable where they're at and they don't care to seek out if there's anything like if they're comfortable, then they're fine. Yeah. Like why? Why ruffle feathers? Why cause any waves? It's like I don't need to look up other shit because my lifestyle is good here. Yeah, and that was crazy. Where that was one of the things that um, when I was speaking to our financial advisor, that um, he brought up. He's like, you know, the main considerations for people moving amongst the states is one um, for tax deductions for tax purposes and tax benefits. Another one is for investments and retirement, because like if you open up your retirement in certain states, you get taxed more or whatever. And the third very, very important one, he said, is lifestyle. And I was like, oh, sure. I never thought of that. And he was like, yeah, you know, like some people, they're like they're willing to pay extreme taxes for uh, a to be on the beach Hell or, yeah. or to uh, be closer to the family or, you know, things that's irreplaceable. Like you're just not going to get this if you live in the Grand Canyon, you know, or vice versa. And I'm like, oh, man, these are some really adult conversations to to think about. And then I'm, and it made me think about my parents and your parents, too. You know, like there was a point in time where they're like, I think I need to leave this place. Mm -hmm. Of course, our circumstances are way better. Ours, it's like, are we have a good life. How can we make it even better? Yeah. My parents were like, my life sucks. I need to go to a better place. But it's just crazy to think of these like super adult conversations. Here. Hell yeah. And like if you're, I don't know, I, I think you and I, we operate a little bit differently and I've always just kind of been this way. I'm not a very um, cautious or or easily rattled person with certain life, like big life decisions. Because I've said this many times, I've never really felt like I could fail and I never feel like anything's permanent. Like even like when we talk about our marriage and stuff, right? Like I- I, the, it's definitely not permanent. The idea of it being like, oh, this is forever. Like, it's a beautiful thought, right? Yeah. It's very comforting. Yeah, but if we don't get along, then we just got to get divorced. I mean, but but look at how long we've, or look at how much we've evolved the 12 years we've been together, yeah. right? Like, if if we look at ourselves when we first started our relationship, we wouldn't really recognize ourselves anymore because it's like, dang, I can't believe we would talk to each other like that. That's or true. I can't believe I would think this way. That's or true. I can't very believe, true. you know, I live that lifestyle. So like, I understand that, that things change. So for me, I never said anything in stone and I'm never like, this is fucking forever and permanent. Yeah. And coupled with, I don't feel like I can fail. I'm always down to jump into the deep end and just see what happens. Yeah. And not like literally because I'm fucking terrified of what's in the ocean. So I'll probably never do that. But like for the most part, when it comes to life decisions, I'm just like, fuck it. Let's just see what happens. Let's fucking do it. You know, that's, that's always what's been, that goes on in my mind when I'm like, when I'm emotional 
about something and like kind of logical at the same time, I'm, I like, I start like, they start kind of clashing with each other. And I hate when that happens and I'm in that headspace. So then I always just calm both side downs by going, fuck it, let's do it. Just jump into the water, fuck it. Yeah, you kind of have to. So making these decisions for me is like, obviously they're always calculated, right? Because it's not just about me anymore. I have to consider my mom. I have to consider, you know, my family ties and my friend ties. I have to consider what it might cost to our relationship. I have to consider, you know, uh, the environment I want to raise Taika in. There's so many things that I've considered. But again, because nothing is permanent for me, I'm like, well, Taika doesn't have like real roots established with any sort of friends. Because I I try to put myself when I was younger and I'm like, man, if my parents would have like moved me to another school and I have to start all over, like I would be completely devastated and I would feel completely lost and have no stability. So I'm like, well, he doesn't have that yet, you know? And then the move, we've consulted with our friends and our friends are just like us where they're just like, fuck it, just do it. Yeah, they that makes get sense. It. They're like, yeah, that makes sense. Just yeah. Do it. And we're so fortunate to have friends that think very similar to us where they're very supportive and they're like, they also see us sometimes as the guinea pigs because they're so fucking crazy. They're just like, yeah, you guys go first. We'll see how it turns out for you guys. And if it's safe, then we'll come out, you know? Yeah. And I love that. And then we talk to our family and your parents are like, yeah, duh, no brainer. Of course, we're going to go with you. That was the part that oh, I'm like, dad, you know what? Share that story. They I'm don't like, know what you're talking about. Dad, sometimes I love you. Because sometimes I know you, I'm just kidding. I love my dad to death and I know he loves me. We just don't speak the same language. Um, but this is when he, you realize like this shit is real yeah, love. Yeah, it's yeah. not that phony fucking, I'm going to buy you a football for your birthday and then just disappear. Yeah. So like my dad is the hardest person in the world to talk to. Because, Are you sure about that? Because my yes, sister's pretty hard. No, he's even harder because uh, <laughs> he, he doesn't talk to you with the way that you present things or how you want to talk. The minute you put something out, he has his own agenda immediately so for example like you know when we bought this house i was super super proud of it this was gonna be our forever home and it, it's a million dollar house you know so i was like really uh, i thought it'd be really cool to share with him someone who was a refugee from another country who came here and you know and his son was trash and his son was up. trash but thank, shout, thanks to him and his upbringing um he was able to produce a son that was like i i think like pretty successful so I was trying to share like this moment with him. It's like a celebratory moment uh, of success, of all the things that, you know, uh, that his efforts didn't go to waste for the past 30 something years. And I go, dad, what do you think about this house? It's beautiful, right? And he goes, what are you gonna do with the landscaping? And I'm like, oh God. And then I'm like, this is like, this is, I thought he was gonna be like, yeah, you know, I could totally see you guys having a family here, us coming over. I thought he was going to talk. Why you want the, that full house, dad? Yeah, Why I, you want I, I that thought, family I matters, he, I dad? I thought he was going to talk in the way that I'm pitching it. And then he goes, we're going to do with the landscaping. You should just get concrete all over the place because you know how expensive it is to water the lawn. And I'm like, oh my God. So when we're bringing this up, that's the dad I'm expecting, right? The one that's going to go completely against the grain. So even, even when we first started, I called my dad. He, I was like, hey, um, I want to ask you something. I want to pick your brain, but just let you know, I'm not that serious yet, but I am considering it. I'm going to have a playful, casual thing about it. Can I ask you? He goes, ask me what? I mean, I just told you, I didn't, I'm not going to tell you yet. I'm just going to let you know that I am going to ask you to have a conversation, a conversation about what? I'm like, I know I, I haven't told you what the conversation is about just yet. I'm just letting you know how I want to have the conversation. And he goes, huh? Cause he also can't hear. So I'm like, whatever, dad. If I want to move to Vegas, 
would you come with me? And he goes, do you want me to come with you? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, then I'm going. And I'm like, <gasps> I was about to cry immediately. Cause oh, I thought, cute. I thought he was going to freaking like roast me or start bringing up things that like, like how you're stupid and I, you don't know anything. Yeah. I already okay. know. You know, it's, it's almost like when you tell your parents like, Hey, can I go to Disneyland? And they go, are you, are you a fucking slut? Like those type of conversations. You know what I mean? No, you lost me there. You know, a lot of people, like parents, they go like, they jump to a hundred. Oh, right. Like, like when I would tell my mom, Hey, I want to go. Can I go to so-and-so's house and sleep over? Why? Because you're trying to fuck people? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, no, because we just want to freaking put masks on and play with makeup. <laughs> yeah, I remember like in like fifth or sixth grade, I was probably like, hey, mom, can I dye my hair? And like, why are you trying to go to jail? I'm like, wait, what? I don't understand. But that's that's like the type of- those You were are close though. She wasn't wrong. Yeah, but those are the type of questions that I'm expecting, you mm -hmm. know, because same thing with, hey, dad, do you like this beautiful house that I bought that we're going to have a lot of family reunions? And the first thing he goes to is, are you going to put concrete everywhere? You know, and I'm like, what the fuck? So the fact that he told me that, I'm like, it's, it moved me so much. And then I was like, hey, uh, now that he got my back, I want to get his back, you know? So I'm like, hey, dad, but don't, what about your friends and stuff? Like, don't, don't you want to see your friends? Like, isn't that going to be hard to just like separate ties like he's that? He's like, fuck all that. Yeah. He was like, fuck my friends. He goes, you're my family. Oh shit. I was kidding. And he's like, all I care about is your, you and Taika and you guys are my family. What about Gio? Wait, and did, he, like, did he mention Gio at all? Wait. I was like, what about Gio? Goes, I don't give a fuck about Gio. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, wow, this is some true, deep love. That's that real, real. And he gave me like one of the hardest answers in seconds. It was thoughtless. It wasn't. Yeah, it was thoughtless. It wasn't like, let me think about it or anything like that. And, and then after, this was the first time my dad ever had a normal conversation where, you know, usually you go. I like this. What do you think? And then someone tries it and they go, I like it. Or they don't like it. They give you your position. And then now you guys start talking about it, right? That's a normal conversation. Usually my dad gives you all the other things and you're still trying to figure out if he likes or dis dislikes it. But he's kind of saying things like he likes it, but he's also hating on it at the same time. This is the first time where my dad was like, he told me his position. He agrees with me. And then he started asking the usual questions of like, what about taxes? What about business? Uh, is JK still going to be based out of LA? How are you going to, how, how is that? How are you going to manage that? And I was like, yeah, we only shoot twice uh, a month now. So it's easy for me to fly back 45 minute flight. If it's in Vegas, if it's Texas it's a little bit longer, but I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. And now we started having a real conversation, but the conversation now isn't so confrontational because we know we're on the same page. Yeah. And, and, and also not so argumentative. Yeah. You know? So that was like, that just made me feel so good. I'm like, oh man, my dad really, really like supports me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and I have a lot to say about that. But first, I'm going to introduce our first sponsor. Shout outs to our sponsor, Noom. You guys know that I freaking love Noom because there's a lot of people out there that really want to get at their fitness goals, but they don't know where to start and they need a lot more help because they've just never been given the tools to have a successful career in fitness. And not by career, I don't mean a job, but I, I like getting towards your goals because in fitness, it's more important than just getting the correct workouts. It's more important than just getting your diet. You also have to have your psychology in the right, right place and also your lifestyle. Right, because it's hard. And it's, if you don't have your head straight, then it's easy to quit. Yeah, and that's what I like about Noom because a lot of the times um, the psychology part of it is understanding when to say no to certain foods and not making it such a black and white thing where you feel like you're restricting your entire life. You have to be able to view fitness in a way where it's actually going to complement your life. So that's what I like about Noom because it actually takes all those parts 
into consideration. So they give you help with your diet, with meal plans, they give you workout plans, but they also give you psychological support and even social support. Like if you were to go out to go eat, they'll go, hey, try to eat this before this time before you go out. So if you do munch on something, you're not eating junk food with the entirely empty stomach. So that's what I really, really love about Noom. If you've tried a bunch of other um, plans and programs that are more by itself, like, oh, I tried this diet plan or I've tried that workout. Well, give Noom a try because you it will have a way more comprehensive approach. And right now you can go to Noom.com slash bail, B-E-A-W, to start your trial today. If you've tried all kinds of other stuff, I highly recommend Noom. Give it a try because no food is quote unquote good or bad or off limits. Noom teaches you about moderation and you can be used in conjunction with many pre-existing popular diets. So once again, go to Noom.com slash bail, B-E-A-W, to check it out and get started on your fitness career today. And we're back. Yeah, I think it's really beautiful that your dad is just so down to do shit like that. And it's very selfless, selfless love. And I really, really like that a lot. And I noticed that that happens a lot in the Chinese community. I grew up with a lot of Chinese people, like a lot of Chinese people. I think I know more about Asian culture than I do my own culture. No, nah, not really, but that's how much I know about it. And I've always loved that about the Asian community, you know, where it's very collective and it's like, you don't ever make decisions. It's not a singular thing, you know? It's not about like me, what's best for me? What am I gonna do? It's always the family and the units. The whole unit is a consideration. Like, like I want, I'm gonna take care of my mom eventually, you know, or my dad or my parents and they should be close by and, and you know, I make time to spend time with them and it's a, it's, it's a heavy consideration and I really, really love that. So I'm not surprised that he he did that because ever since I've known you and we've been together, like I see both of them as that way. Like they they literally live their life for you. And I don't know if you've ever saw it that way. But, I did, I did. But I, it's super apparent for me. And I think it's really beautiful, but it also kind of makes me sad a little bit, you know? And this is where I'm gonna refer to my mom now or my parents at least. Well, I didn't really know my dad that well. He was in my life like he I grew up with the father. They were married, but he's just your typical dad. That's just doing dad shit. And he's just in the corner doing his own thing. Yeah. And it just we'd never really got really deep like that. But what I like, at least because I'm used to it, and this is what I know and understand is with my mom, at least she did everything for us. Like I never felt like growing up, I never felt that I didn't have her support in any means. And And I mean, real support. I don't mean like. Like this bitch didn't let me try out for this thing or this bitch didn't let me go do that. Like that's not real support. Real support is just making these sacrifices to put your kids first. And I always felt that. I always felt like my mom never had a life of her own. She always lived for us. Yeah, real support isn't just them agreeing with what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Real support is just ensuring that we have a good, healthy, positive life and we're successful. Yeah. And she did all that. But now that I'm out of, the, uh, of home, uh, out of the house, she, when my dad was alive, like she lived for herself and her husband. And I thought that was really, really beautiful. So now when I brought up the conversation with her, she has her life. She has her stuff established. So for her, she's like, I need to think about this, you know? And that didn't hurt my feelings. Cause I'm like, hell yeah. Like, I love that. I love that you have your own shit. Cause I think I would be sad if like everything she did was, was just for me. And I'm like, man, that's not because I didn't grow up that way. So for me, I'm like, that's not a life that I would like to live and I don't want you to live that life. So I think it's really beautiful that your pop is that way where it's like 
you're my everything and I want to be around you. And, and if that means you want me to go there, then I'm going to do that. And it's even mind blowing for me too, because growing up, there's like a hierarchy, right? Like my dad always made it very clear that we're not equals. My dad was always like, I'm the king, you're a fucking peasant. And this is the the language that we talk to each other. You don't refer to me as like, you know, like my first name, you don't refer to like, I'm your dad and you're always referring to me as that. Like you have to use formal language with me. Like you only speak Spanish with me. Like it was like that. So when I hear your dad say that, it's like now you're in the the control, the 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 position of power and now you're dictating what your dad does. And I'm like, whoa, that's wild to me. Yeah, the family is such a big thing because um, uh, my dad was actually the one that brought his family over. Mm. So uh, his family, meaning his mom and dad or like the siblings, uh, uh, his dad, oh, his mom already passed, um, but his siblings. So like there's seven of them. Right. So first my dad came. Then my dad brought the uncle that is closest to him. The guy we call suspenders uncle brought him. I You call him that. I don't call him. Oh, that. fine. We bring him then brought over the aunt that lives in San Francisco so it was like, you know, kind of just like us, what we're doing now, which is crazy. We're like, we want to move. We want to make a lifestyle change, but we also want the family to come with us because family is so important in mm-hmm. our culture. My dad did the exact same thing. You know, it's like, here's a better life. Everyone come. And he brought over like four brothers and sisters. Yeah. Which is um, really cool. And my mom, my mom was down too, which is, and she's more, more annoying than my dad is, but it was crazy that she's also down too. Where like, why is that crazy? I expected it from her immediately. Really? She's trying to live in the house. Yeah, true. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't even know why you're... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but what's also funny is my dad, he's really introverted. So my dad's like, he's like, why wouldn't I come? Like, I, I want to... He's like, all I ever want to do is come over and see you and Taika for an hour a day. <laughs> so goes, where, where the fuck is Gio in this equation? Oh, you're included. You're a given. Oh, okay. But it's just funny that I'm kidding. I don't care. What's just it's just funny that he puts a cap on it because he's like, I want to be with you guys, but it better not be more than an hour. And now you make so much more sense. The more you explain your dad, the more I understand you. And that's really? why how well that's why Steve makes fun of you because it's like your life operates in blocks of time. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna hang out with my wife. Okay, so we're gonna hang out from nine to ten thirty. Okay, after ten thirty. <laughs> 10.30, then I have to go, uh, I have to go drive, which is a 15 minute drive. So from 10.30 to 10.45, uh, I'm going to be driving. But then once it's 11, 11 to 1, then we can hang out as friends. So that's just, it's funny because that's where you got it from. Yeah. And I found it very interesting. I think my dad has Asperger's, which makes me have it. Have it. Really? What makes you think that? Just like the soul, like logical and time-based and not knowing how to read like human a lot of like being in not that good with like human social cues and norms and stuff. Do you think it's so this is where like things get jumbled up for me when like they put labels on shit. Right. Because I feel like at least in the U.S. we put labels on things like depression or Asperger's or whatever, because we're trying to comprehend it and we're all trying to like achieve some sort of understanding so we can like coexist. Right. But is it really Asperger's or is it we just grew up in a different country with different social cues, social norms, uh, all of that, that we're just bringing it here. And because it's not fitting with the American mold, then it's labeled something that's not so favorable. Uh, I think it's Asperger's because because <laughs> okay. all six of his brothers and sisters hate his guts because this is how he operates. Mm, okay. You know I mean? Well, then never mind. So all of those other people, they share the same culture, but they have the same complaints about him. 
Okay, then it's Asperger's. Yeah. So um, as you were explaining how you were trying to tell your dad, in the beginning at least, starting that conversation about how we were potentially going to move. Yeah. It was very, it's very interesting to me. And this is something that I've just discovered because I've been saying so many times on this podcast that since like 2016, it's been a journey for me of just a lot of self-improvement and just self-growth and self-discovery. And and one of the things that I've discovered is that you need to talk to people in a way in which they understand you, right? So like, at least that's what's worth for me and been successful for me is I notice who my audience is and then I speak accordingly. Yeah. But then <clears throat> that's the correct if not the correct, but that's the the most uh, emotionally intelligent way to communicate. Oh, OK. Oh, cool. So then I mean, it's even like that with <clears throat> coaching, right? Like if I have a, a person that's kind of timid <clears throat> and and new to lifting for the first time, I can't be like, lift it, you fuck bitch. Pick that shit up. They're like, ah, I'm like, quit. You yeah, know? right. But if you have someone that's kind of more hardcore, they need to be talked to like that. And on the vice versa. If they're hardcore and they're like, you got it. You could do another one. Yeah. They're going to be like, damn, this coach sucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. But then when you were explaining or, or you were about to explain, but you're setting it up for your dad to understand and not to like, you know, I don't know, piss on your parade. You were like already warning him like, hey, this is not serious. It's whatever. And you can see him already going like, well, what is it? Whatever, whatever. But like you chose not to talk to him in a way that resonates with him you chose to like you go all right well he's gonna annoy me i know he's gonna jump to conclusions let me just stop all that because it's gonna bother me and i'm gonna talk to him in a way that's gonna be helpful for me so i did it wrong not that you did it wrong but it was just um like if you know your pop is already gonna like jump to conclusions or he just needs to like just give it to me raw come on i have asperger's give it to me straight don't he doesn't get he doesn't want it raw though that's the thing i can't give it to him raw Oh, so if you were to come out and be like, hey, Pop, um, so we're thinking of moving to Vegas. This isn't set in stone. This is not, we haven't done any of that stuff yet. It's just raw thoughts. Like if you presented it that way, isn't that giving it to him raw? And then already like at the end of it saying like, it's not serious. We're just trying to figure it out. That's literally what I just, that's literally how I told him. This every I'm about to have a conversation. No, with that's you. not it's, it's literally raw, it's casual. Well, what you said was the first part, which he's already like, what, 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 yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah, what? Yeah. you know. Whereas well, if you just give it to him and then no, because this is oh. un, that's why at this time he was unlike himself, you know, which I was oh. like, oh shit, because my dad he likes to talk in what I like to call checkmate fashion. Okay. So, you know, when you're talking to someone, not that you're trying to beat them, but it's kind of like chess, right? Like you move upon, they move upon. So you start with something small. How are you doing good? Right. And it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Then it's like, so what are you going to do about that car accident? You don't have a car. You know, do you have, do you have $10,000 laying around? You know, it's kind of, then it gets deeper and you get bigger and bigger chest moves. Right. My dad, because he has his own agenda, the way he has a conversation is he has all of his chest pieces. Like if he were to like, if I were to his normal self, I would have been like, Hey, I'm thinking about moving to Vegas. Um, what do you think? Then he'll start going by like, um, you know, the weather there is not as good. So it's already way off, way off the the, the line of conversation I'm trying like, to have. Right, because it's not like figuring out, well, what brought you to this yeah, conclusion? Yeah, so it's first it's all What's his, all what process? he wants. You know, the weather's not that good. Um, you know, it's not going to be really hard. So all his this. fears come out So first. yeah, all of this. And then finally, when everything is out on the table, 
then it's a checkmate conversation. You know, that's how that's how he has it. Because it just sounds like everything you bring up is that he's a very fearful person. Uh, could be fearful. Fearful is one word. Because even the house that you said when we when you first showed him this house and because we had to take care of the landscaping, that's the first thing he brought up. Well, you know, it's going to be really expensive. So this, this and that. So like he looks at the negative and he puts that out first. Yeah. You know what? I think he is. I think it probably all comes from a place of fear. Yeah. Fear or insecurity or something. Yeah. Or I think he just doesn't want you to. He's protecting you. It's what it, what it sounds like. Yeah. Because he's like, man, my son, man, like he might. He hasn't lived on this planet as long as I have. Let me just tell him what to look out for first. Yeah. And for him, he might just be thinking he's doing you like a really big favor. Yeah. Because later on when we had our conversation, so no, that usually it's a checkmate conversation. Uh, but this time it wasn't. It was normal. And then later on, he did bring up weather. And, and he's like. That's cool. Yeah. It was like really normal. He's like, oh, he's like, well, what about the weather? You know, it gets like hot and cold. I'm like, dad, I'm a soldier. And Do then you- he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm like, weather is the least of my worries, you know? Yeah. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Do you think that now knowing that he's a fearful person and and the fear is coming from uh, him pr- wanting to protect you and take care of you, do you see that? Um, I see it. I don't feel it. You know what I mean? No. So, like, the it doesn't feel like it's coming from a place that he wants to protect me because it sounds like his own personal agenda. I don't understand. When, he, when he's bringing it up. Well, I mean, he's only bringing it up because that's how he feels. So he's trying to avoid that. From but he's happening. also not using context clues. So, for example, you know, with the house, right? Yeah. I told him this is a million dollar house. And then so obviously to me, finances isn't a big problem that I deal with. Right. So for him to go, um, uh, are you going to put, is everything going to be concrete? Because it's going to cost a lot to water the lawn and put lawn in to me he already wasn't listening because if you're going to bring up cost you're not listening to what i'm putting out there i already told you this is a million dollar house you know what i mean that's what i mean like so like he's not he the what the care that he's putting out if he had been listening to what i was saying he would know that that's not the that's not where where, where the conversation is going yeah. and so even his fears are coming from a place of i didn't even hear what you just said it's just from what i'm saying you know what i mean yeah, I mean, well, I get where he's coming from because for him, maybe maybe he's, well, obviously he's looking at things from his own perspective and his own lens, obviously, right? So for him, if you've already spent a million dollars, then he's not American. So a lawn for him, pretty grass, decorative shit, that's just a waste of money. So for him, he's like, you already spent a lot of money on this house that he might even already see as excessive. So he's just saying, hey, your best bet at this point so that you don't keep dipping into your wallet even more is just being frugal with the thing. That's another valid point of view. I could see that. But uh, I think the way that I explained it to him, it's not like I'm already knee deep in a mess. What do you think? It's I think you just calling it a million dollar home and maybe the fact that you threw because for you throwing out that it's the cost of the home could be like, let me flex a little bit to show you I'm doing fucking well. But for him, he probably saw it as like, dang, I spent a lot of money. So who has more than that? Just kind of chilling, you know, to yeah. spend. No, he he I think I am previous to that conversation. I think it was I brought him up to a point where like um, we have quite a bit of savings when we put the down payment out on the house. We still have enough 
to cover our living expenses oh, for a year, even if we got cut off from all revenue. Like I was, yeah. like, you know, I was explaining to him, like, we're in a really good place. I see. Yeah. So to me, it was just what you're saying now means you just haven't been listening. I see. So if you haven't been listening, then you're just saying things that matter to you and not things that matter to me. So right. it's fear coming from you and not fear of me. Right. At least okay. that's how I would take it. On that note, let me pause you real quick. I'm going to introduce our next sponsor. All right, for our next sponsor, I'm so happy to introduce Albert. If you guys have never heard of it, don't trip. Albert is like having a friendly personal finance expert in the palm of your hand, ready to help you and make budgeting, saving, and investing simple and easy to digest. I know for me, for example, I didn't really grow up with a lot of financial tools and these weren't things that were taught to me in school. So just basic finance and stuff, I just did it was just overwhelming. Honestly, it was just overwhelming. I didn't really understand it. And I wish when I was growing up, we had Albert, but we have it now. And I'm absolutely thrilled to share it with you guys because Albert also combines real human guidance with proven technology so that you can stay in control of your finances and find that happy balance and Balance is key to life, you guys, because, I mean, it's good to save. Obviously, it's good to save, but we're also humans. We like to, you know, spend on entertainment from time to time. We like to eat out. We like to go to the movies, all of that stuff, but you can do so while still saving, and and Albert is going to help you do that. I've used different apps and different services, and it always feels very robotic, like, hey, watch out for these things, or hey... Um, you went overboard here, but with a subscription to Albert genius, uh, you're always going to have a team of real humans being, I guess your lookouts, right? So Albert genius gives you the access to real financial advisors. You can message anytime through the app. All right, you guys. So definitely install Albert from the app store or Google play today to find yourself like I said, that happy balance, because again, balance is key and get a bonus of up to $40 when you start an annual subscription to Albert Genius. So good luck, y'all. Get your finances straight and can't wait to see how it all goes for you. And we're back. Um, I don't know. I think I think so. I, I unfortunately, your dad only speaks Chinese, so I can't really see where he's coming from or hear how he's saying things but my goal ultimately is to have you guys have like a really harmonious relationship because i know that like you guys have like your own communication styles that i don't know how he feels about yours because again i probably thinks it sucks ass too yeah but i just want to make it stupid don't think things through probably i mean that's what most parents think right um it was so funny because like growing up, my mom and my dad would say this shit and I fucking hated it. But now I get where it's coming from. Oh, no. What? I just hate it when that happens. Yeah, they would say shit like. Because you, know you know when the parents tell you like, you just wait because you'll know what I'm shit talking like about. That. Shit and like I, that. And I'm always like, I'll never know because I'm not like your dumb ass. Right. And then later on, you're like, fuck. fuck. Right. Son of a bitch. You're fucking right. <laughs> yeah. So, so similar, like same of same effect right yeah. where it's like oh you think you invented that sh- or like you think you're the first one to think that way or do that thing or whatever i invented that shit you know, like, mom you did anal <laughs> <laughs> you did anal too mom no not oh, like that god that's disgusting <laughs> you're stupid i fucking hated that shit or like watching you have kids you don't understand i'm like shut the fuck up you know because you're obviously pissed at them yeah. but yeah my goal is for for you and your dad to have a harmonious relationship where 
where you don't see him and you're already like, oh, fuck, I got to gear up for this motherfucker to say all his fucking shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, you know? You know me too well. Because I think it's all obviously, right? Well, no, no. I think it's all a matter of perspective. It is. Right? Because you're already. It is. It is. That's how Taika says it. Because you're already going into a conversation and you're thinking to yourself, this fool is always operating on checks, like on chess and like checkmates. So it's very, it's very defensive. Like everything you think about your dad, it's always on the defense. Yeah. I always got to take a deep breath. Right. But what (sighs) if you shifted your perspective and you were like, he fucking cares that much. He doesn't understand me. We didn't have a deep relationship. I just know that his heart is always with me. If uh, if I'm level headed, I can do that. But I then really just can. just seeing what he does, and as soon as you catch yourself going, this motherfucker's playing chess again, erase that or try to set that aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean that's hard. That's like that's like me telling you like, hey, when I piss you the fuck off, just erase what I just said. And I've been doing that. You still get pissed off. I do, but not to the degree that I used to. And there's yeah. even times where I'm like, I a hundred percent know you fucked up. But I'm still, I still want us to be happy. So I'm going to hug you and I'll be soft with you and I'll be chill. And that shit was fucking, that was another person. I'm going to take advantage of that. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was able to really see like a lot of this stuff comes from my own personal insecurities or my own perspective. Oh, yeah. Okay, dude. <laughs> so you're getting pissed off right now. <laughs> I'm not just, getting pissed. Just erase what I just said. Just erase what I just said. <clears throat> I'm not getting pissed. <clears throat> you just got to erase what I just said, okay? I'm not getting pissed. It's just funny. And I'm just... I'm just I know, playing with I you. Know, I'm just kidding. But but yeah, I think um dude, I keep fucking referring this book to you. It's How to Win Friends and Influence People by uh Dale Carnegie, right? Yeah. And I think that's such a valuable book and if you guys are listening right now, obviously you guys are listening, that's such a stupid thing to say. <laughs> if you guys are listening. No, I highly recommend like if you have anyone, honestly anyone, if you think you have like a you connect with people really really well, read it anyway. Read it, listen to it on audiobooks. It's changed my life. The title is misleading. It sounds like you learn how to like manipulate, manipulate but no. it's not. It's really, I think it's because it's written from what, like the 50s or 60s? So, they, so they're so they just choice of words. It's just different. But I did listen to a few couple of chapters on an audiobook and it really just teaches you how to talk to people um, so that you better convey your message and then the other person is better at receiving it because you have to know how to do that so that you don't end up in a situation where like, I had good intentions and this person took it all wrong. And, you know, we, we all hear that a lot all the time, even with ourselves. We're like, I'm this person. I said it like this and this is what I mean, but they took it all wrong. They're such a bitch. Well, it's probably the messenger didn't write. It wasn't packaged right. You know, so that's what I like about this book. I, have, I, have to, I definitely have to read it. Yeah. And I think it'll help my relationship with my dad. Absolutely. Because that's probably what I'm experiencing when I'm like, I'm trying to share this house with him and he took it all wrong. You know, well, maybe you're right. Maybe I should have packaged it a little bit differently so that he can have a celebratory moment with me. Yeah. I think you need to do a lot of healing with um, just your relationship that you've had with your both of your parents. Take some DMT with them. Maybe not even with them, but I think just having them in your thoughts as you're trying to resolve a lot of like this childhood drama that you have a lot of. As I'm getting high. Just you don't have to get high. Where's this fucking drug shit coming from? It's like, oh, my dad. I don't know. What was that? <laughs> you don't have to have drugs involved. You know what I mean? Like you can just. Then how do you heal? Uh, there's many different methods. You can go to therapy. You can write it down in a journal. I would probably suggest more therapy than anything else. Okay. 
Because, like, I do enjoy all these stories that you share because it's just so fucking outlandish. And I'm like, you can't make this shit up. This is just too wild. Yeah. Like, you need to eventually write a book or have a TV show or something. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like you would be dope. I would watch your series. Like, I really would watch if, what would, what would your sitcom be called? I don't know. I, I thought about that. And the problem is, you know how, like, the, you know what slapstick comedy is? Yes. Where it's like, you feel like some things are over the top, right? Yeah. The, the thing is, my family is over the top. So I feel like if I wrote a script and I pitched it, they would think I'm writing like some crazy dumb and dumber movie. And they're like, uh, I just let you know comedy isn't like this anymore. And I'm like, no, I'm writing real life. So in order for it to actually be palatable for people, I think it might need to be one of those crazy like adult swim cartoons. Well, I mean... You know what I mean? You either tone it up or they tone it down, right? Because yeah. like nothing is really. I don't want to tone it down though, because it's so. That's the beauty of it, because it's so freaking nuts. Well, it might not be palatable, like you said. Like, what are you trying to do? Anyway, you got two artists on me. That's not what. That wasn't the point. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, you started going on this tangent about like palatable, you know, and I don't want to tone it down. Hey, I'm, I'm like, sorry that I have access to big words in my big brain. Okay. Well, I'm glad you have a big brain because your head is fucking massive, but and it's filled up. Right. It'd okay. be better than if it's a small brain and lots of space and it's like sometimes, man, you make me wonder if it's a lie. Okay, fine. Uh but yeah, I think I think you need to do a lot of healing. You know, and I don't mean to like put you on the spot, but but yeah, I think once you can start I definitely know I do because I love my parents to death, but I also hate their guts. And um I'll do anything for them, but I never want to see them. So I definitely know there's a lot of healing. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think once like when my mom calls or my dad calls, I already get anxiety. I'm like, uh, but I love them, obviously. It makes sense, man. Like your mom had to call you every single 30 minutes to an hour when, when, cause she worked full time and you were pretty much a latchkey kid, a kid that had to take care of himself. So she's like trying to check in and make sure that you're still alive. Cause in her head, you're dying every 10 minutes. This is how crazy and how traumatized I am. My mom's old work phone from when I was from 30 years ago, I haven't memorized still. Because that's how much my mom wanted me to check in. Do you remember your mom's work phone, work number? Um. Well, I was always at my mom's work. So I didn't need to have a Do number. you remember? Your, I was always attached to the hip with her. Oh, Do you remember your old phone number? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I was about to say it out loud. I'm like, no, they still use that phone number. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe what I was about to say. But, but that's how yeah, crazy I know it is. I'm, I still have my mom's. I was just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, wait. I know my mom's old work number still. That's crazy. Yeah, I know a bunch of zip codes. That's how traumatized it was. Yeah, maybe you're not traumatized. And maybe it's just the phone number that you just remember. Nah, it's traumatizing. Fine. But yeah, I think I think it would be... I, I'm, I'm really... I can't wait till that moment happens. And I hope it does happen to where you and your parents can be in the same room and it's harmonious. <clears throat> Not that it's volatile. I can't now. wait till you and then my parents can be in the same room and it's harmonious. Why wouldn't it be harmonious? Because I see how you get when they're getting around too. I'm like, I know. Well, it's not because of them. It's because of how you display how you're feeling. So I'm feeling what you're oh, feeling. I see. So I'm with you. I because see. I don't have any connection with them because, and it's sad because I just don't speak Chinese. Oh, okay. You know, and I, I can only connect with them as much as like we can like signal at each other. I see. Right. Because the language barrier. Yeah. But for me, they're not anything. Like for me, it's just 
my representation of them is what you present to me. I see. You know, so it's like when it heals for you, then I'm on your I'm on the same boat that you are because I'm just like even now when you're like saying shit, I'm the one going like, well, wait, it's not a chest game. It's not a checkmate. He just cares and he just doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. So it's not that I'm getting a certain way around them. It's just I'm getting that way because I feel you and I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. different. I, I, my relationship with your mom doesn't even include you in it. I well, right, because you you don't need her. me. Yeah, you uh, have a relationship, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. need you because it, there's, like your dad already is very introverted and doesn't even want to talk. He doesn't even make eye contact with me, you know? Well, if, if you want to go dancing with my mom, you guys can go. Fine. But yeah, I have more of a connection with your mom. Because she would love to go dancing with you. How do you know? Wait, are you making that up? Wait, what? What? No, my mom would love to have a relationship a, with you. Oh. So anything that you want to put forth, you can actually have the same relationship with my mom as I do with your mom. And my mom actually speaks English. So if you guys want, if you just hit her up, hey, I want to go to the park and have a picnic. She'd be like, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Because <clears throat> maybe that might help. You have a good relationship with my mom and then you help, you know. No, it her. wouldn't help. Not yet. Because I need to make sure you guys are all good. Yeah. And because uh, I'm deciphering, because your mom speaks very limited English. So it's not even like a connection type of English. But she also speaks interpretive dance. So you know what she's feeling. <laughs> I never know what she's feeling. When she's spinning around in the middle of a restaurant, she's happy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but she's always happy. No, because if she's like this, she's not happy. She's trying mm -hmm. to hide that she's pissed, but she's also being a good Buddhist. Oh, no. I always see her really happy. Yeah, I don't see anything other than happy. Oh, fine. Um, but yeah, I, th I think, I think maybe that should be your 2021 goal because fuck 2020, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Low key fuck 2020. Mm -hmm. Straight up. Um, I think, I think it would, I think it would change your life so much. Yeah. Maybe we should, you should aim for that. You know what? This is how bitter I am. I know what's important to my mom. So my mom is a devout Buddhist, right? So even just thinking about this, like, um, I was like, oh, maybe I should see if there's like any like temples <clears throat> that are close to any of the places that you know, we're moving to. So my mom could have a place to like practice, you know, on her religion and stuff. And I'm like, what? It might be a good son to her. Fuck that. And I didn't. That's fucked up. That is fucked up? Yeah, that's mean. Because I was being thoughtful. And then I was like, nah, she find her own motherfucking temple. I'm tired of her Buddhist shit. Yeah, that's mean. Fine, well, because you got to consider your mom's a she's alone now, right? And she's gonna completely uproot her life for you and go in a completely foreign place by herself with her son that's so fucking busy, you can't really see her. I don't mean to make you feel bad <laughs> at all, actually. Um, so putting her next to something that she loves so that she can create her community because she's never remarried, she doesn't have a boyfriend, she doesn't have anyone to really lean on. Her best friends are gonna stay out here. That's that's very nice and very thoughtful. Fine. Yeah. I don't know. That's just me. I'm just I'm just saying, I just want you to be happy. I don't want you to always be like, I fucking hate my parents. And I know you say that in a joking way. Yeah. But I'm sure there's some weight to that just a little bit. We were like, fuck these motherfuckers. I still, yeah. I think it's important that you think about yourself and you think about baby Bart and, and see how you can like give that dude some hug and some loving. I like baby Bart. Yeah. Do you really? What do you think about? Oh, wait, like you're talking about Taika? No, I'm talking about baby Bart. Literally what I just said. Oh, 
I don't know. You said baby Barantaka popped in my mind and I was just hugging him with my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I want you to hug baby Bart. I want you I'm to fine. tell that little boy he's he's just a misunderstood little kid. I'm fine. Yeah. Okay, on that note, uh, we're going to pause real quick for our final sponsor. Shout out to our sponsor, Ancestry Health. I love, love, love Ancestry Health because, as you guys know, I have this thing called the recurring problem of the month for Bart, right? Like I get, oh, uh, right. I've discovered I have eczema. I discovered I have clogged ears because I swam too much. Or I discovered I had- Mosquitoes love you. Mosquitoes And you're allergic. Freaking love me and I'm allergic to a lot of those bites. Some of those things are just my fault. Some of those things are genetic, but it's really important. This is why I love it. It's really important to know what you're genetically predisposed to because you could find out way beforehand before something big happens and you can find out for your offspring like for example taika so with ancestry health it helps you understand what health risks could be passed down from one generation to the next and a family health history tools also lets you track generations of your family's health all in one place so like one thing that i discovered that i have is eczema and so it's important for me to see how that manifest in taika if it does at all or not so for me that's why i love ancestry health because it's almost like seeing like a blueprint of anything that could possibly go wrong and especially uh one in eight women develop breast cancer in their lifetime and about five to ten percent of those have an, an inherited genetic risk so i think this thing really applies to everyone out there everyone that not everyone that cares about not only their health from their own individual perspective but from a familiar perspective I highly, highly recommend getting this and taking your test. So find out what your DNA says about genetic risk with Ancestry Health and head to our URL at Ancestry.com slash Bell, B-E-A-W. That's B-E-A-W at AncestryHealth.com and you can get your own Ancestry Health Kit today and figure out what's going on with you. And we're back. Yeah. What do you got to say to everything I just said? I think it's beautiful. I think I got a lot of work to do. Um, in 2021, hopefully I can start it right now. Actually, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't like. I know, you know, I'm not the person that likes to put things off. So it would be nice where things are nice and fixed. Um, by the time we do move out of state, if we That'd do be move tight. out of state, yeah, that would be sick. Or even by the time. So my mom's still in Taiwan because you know, like just the whole travel and quarantine and stuff, and it's just way safer out there. So it'd be, it'd be nice if I could even start practicing it now. Because when she texts me right now, I'm already like, <sighs> but I try to connect with her. I send her videos and pictures of Taika because I know she loves loves them. So that's the that's the way that I can But you're still sending her fucking uh like sarcastic shit. Oh hell yeah, I have to. Why? I don't know. I just gotta get it off my chest. Like yesterday she called me and then she was like, you know my mom likes to like she likes to mess around too. So she called really? me Really? Yeah. She doesn't seem like a mess around type of person. <laughs> but, but again I don't really? know. Yeah she, she spins in restaurants. But not because she's messing around. It's because she has a migraine or some shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't I ever see her mess around ever. Fine. Well, she was like, like she doesn't understand sarcasm. Yeah. She doesn't understand jokes. Like, at least from what I receive. Yeah. She goes, Bart Kwan. And then I was like, Lillian who? And then she was like, how dare you? Because she was like, you, I don't know if you have that in Mexican culture, but you're, you cannot say someone's full name if they're above you. I mean, you, if it's, if it's in a playing fashion, it's fine. But like for you to call them that, like, hey, Martha, all the time, that's fucking rude. Yeah. So but it's not as like hardcore so as your mom yeah, makes it seem. Yeah. Imagine if your mom called you like Giovanna Kwan and you're like, 
Martha Corain, you know? Yeah, but then I think she would be fine. Yeah, what did my mom say? My mom said, which means in, uh, uh, it's almost like, you know, in the, I don't know what the actual phrase is, but you'll, you'll hear this in like medieval courts. But Damn, you know, your mom speaks in medieval t- yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. tones. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like in 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 a regular court, when someone says something that it's like objective, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, or objection, objection, objective. But like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's an objective. Yeah, so it's like that, like objection. It's like that. So she's almost saying like that and like like blasphemous. Mm. And then I'm like, why is that blasphemous, Lillian? Who? And she's like, how dare you? You know. I think just for me, I just have to like get off my chest and like, I always have to like ruffle her feathers or get her back for some reason. Yeah. All right. It feels good though. Why does it feel good? Because I know I got under her skin. And why does that feel good for you? I don't know. I can't explain. I can't explain euphoria. It's just like, I'm just high. Is it because now you, you can not hurt her, but you can make her feel negative like you kind of have some control over her? Maybe because I can dictate the outcome with her. Oh, I wonder where it comes from. You know what I mean? Like now I'm like, aha. Aha. Because you, before bitch. you control me, so I can control you. Oh, okay. Okay. So that is what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah. yeah. You need to really work on that. Because if she, if she, if I, if I go Lillian who, and she's just like, he, he, he laughing. I'm like, can't use that anymore. Oh my God. You're like my fucking dad, dude. <laughs> My dad. Why do you think you're with me? I think so. I think we like to be with shit that we understand. You know, sometimes. Luckily for me, it's still some positive shit. Yeah. Um. But no, he would do that shit to all of us, right? Like he has a nickname for every one of his kids. And then as as I matured, and I think at this point I was already in college, and uh, my my dad and I didn't really always have a good relationship. It was actually pretty turbulent. But then once I was the one to like resolve it, and it was good again. Then he would try to make fun of me. But at that point, I'm already mature. And he would make fun of me. And I'd be like, oh, shit, that was a good one. Thanks. That was good. And then he's like, oh, man, you're not fun. Because I wouldn't get riled up. Yeah. So he's like, man, you're not fun. Forget it. And then my as he's saying that, my older sister walks in. So then he starts going in on her. And then she goes, what the fuck, man? You see, this is why I fucking hate coming <laughs> here. All you do is, mom, all dad does all day is just talk shit about me. And then my dad's just sitting at the table like, yeah. <laughs> Got that bitch. I also, so I do like ruffling feathers and fucking around, but I just like that in general too, though. Right. Then like yesterday I was like with your mom and I'm like, hey, ma, do you know what a blowjob is? Oh my God. <laughs> your mom you almost, son of a bitch. She almost spit her soda. <laughs> no shit. My mom's like very like innocent. Yeah. Or at least she plays she's innocent. No, no. Cause we were, I forgot what we we're talking about. So she was telling me a term that I don't really hear anymore. Like what? I forgot what it was, but it was like a term that I'm like, oh wait, I don't, we don't use Take that Take her term. to second base. No, it wasn't, it wasn't even about sex. Oh, okay. It was just about like regular Loosey words. Goosey goosey. It's like her saying like jive turkey or something. You know, it's just like okay. it's just a word that it's like not even from this era. Okay. So I was just like, hey mom, I was like, hey mom, do, do you know what a blowjob is? And then she was like, what? I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if they use the word blowjob in the sixties or seventies. You know, I'm like, because we use it today. And then I knew that it was just gonna. Make we don't her, use blowjob anymore. We use head. Well, I knew it was gonna make her blush. So. I got her. I got her circulation going. You're welcome. Oh, that's it. She just blushed. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then she started explaining how, like, well, back then it was already kind of promiscuous for a girl to like turn around in a movie theater. 
Oh, so she's saying doing that is huge. If, so she was like, like <clears throat> just to let you know, like this is how ladies were supposed to behave back then. So blowjobs are like. No, 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 no. Are, are, are it's only nuts. for married folks. Are nut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for married folks. Uh, yeah, yeah. On the ten, on the ten, <clears throat> ten anniversary. Oh, too. right, right. Yeah, it's for special occasions. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You got to unlock that level. Yeah, I can't wait till you unlock your levels with your family. Me too. I would love to. Then yeah, let's let's get it popping and cracking, and then we can start sharing your experiences. Yeah. Because I think before I started healing myself, I really started healing all my relationships with my family. Because I knew that was going to be like of like paramount importance when my first kid arrived. Because I'm like, fuck, like I knew that it takes a village, you know, to raise a kid. And I know I don't know anything about being a parent. And I didn't grow up taking care of like my siblings because when I was when my little sister was born, I was only like five, six. So I don't know shit. And um, yeah, I'm like, dang, I need a unit. I need my I need my family. So I really wanted to take care of that so that when Tycho arrived, he is received with so much love from like all over the place. Yeah. Just kidding. So that's why that was important for me first. So I took care of that. And then I just started taking care of, of us and then myself and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's time for you, man. You're going to be what, 36 this year? I think it's time. I think it's all right. I, I can also wait four more years. You know, why four? Where did four come from? Start at an even 40. You know what I mean? okay nice even a little up to you up to you if you want to live the best life ever or still try to find ways to roast your parents you know (laughs) always even if we the more healed we are the more roast imagine that you guys are so healed that you start roasting them and they start roasting you back and now it's a roast fest and it's It's fucking fun impossible not that they're gonna stump you that's not what i'm saying no no, i'm just saying my mom's personality it's impossible you never know i know because the one thing that she can't change is her medieval ways you never know. You know what I mean? Like that's the like like if my when some shit clicks for people, they can change immediately. Once it clicks, it's like new person, day and night. Not my medieval mom. Oh fuck! Now I have to make this happen because yes, my competitive side is like, it. let's do it. I gotta prove this guy wrong. Let's do it. I gotta do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, we'll try. All I gotta do is this: I go with my mom to a Buddhist temple with her fucking medieval ways. As she's bowing down, she's gonna give me the side eye and see if I'm doing, and. I'll pretend to bow and halfway up us at the Catholic one. And she's going to be like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> yep. I know how to, I, I am very Maybe I should good. start whispering in her ear. Hey, so listen, your son's probably going to do this. Don't react, okay? She, yeah. If you can coach her. If you can coach her. We're fine. Well, we'll see what happens. Because you, you know how much of a fuckhead Taika is? I'm also a fuckhead and it's in our DNA. Oh God, he's such a big fuckhead. But I love him so much. Honestly, my parents are together. Me and my dad could probably bond by me roasting my mom and fucking with her and trolling her because my dad's probably a fuckhead. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, you know what, y'all? Stay tuned for these updates. I'm going to try really hard to help help Bart, heal baby Bart, and uh, have his mom be more playful and stuff. So we'll keep you posted. You know we're going to keep you posted. For sure, we're going to keep you posted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to our sponsor, Noom. Just remember, you guys, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash bill. So what do you have to lose? Visit Noom.com slash to start your trial today. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash Thanks to our sponsor, 
Albert, register for an account with Albert by visiting albert.com or searching for the Albert app in the Apple Store or Google Play Store. Last but not least, our sponsor, Ancestry. Find out what your DNA says about genetic risk with Ancestry Health. Head to our URL at ancestry.com slash bell to get your Ancestry Health kit today. That's ancestry.com slash bell. And don't forget to go check out barbellbrigade.com for all of your fitness needs. We have everything from apparel to lifting gear to backpacks to supplements to everything you need to dominate humbly in your life. Go check that out, barbellbrigade.com.